We are starting at the uh, review from the Mishnah at the bottom of the page on Daf Tzadik Ches Amud, I mean Tzadik Zayin Amud Beis. Somebody was reading a sefer on the stoop, and the, and it was a scroll. So the scroll rolled out one side, rolled away from his hand, so he can always roll it back if he's standing on the rooftop and it rolls away. So we saw that if it didn't get to Tent Fachim, then you can roll it back, according to the Tanakama. Um, otherwise, you have to turn it on its uh, riding side down. And Rabbi Yudha says, if it's a little bit off the ground, even a, a thread's worth off the ground, then you can also roll it back. And Rabbi Shimon says, even if it rolls all the way onto the ground, you can roll it back, because Ein Lechadavar Mishum Shivos I made kodesh. The holiness of the writings is so significant that it'll override other rabbinic considerations. Okay, that's the idea. So the question is, what are we talking about in the relation the stoop? What kind of stoop are we talking about? If, if we're talking about rishus um, yachid, and um, that's, that has the dimensions necessary to be rishus yachid. And right in front of it is a Rosh Hashanah and we don't. What we're saying is, we don't make exer that maybe it's going to fall off your hands, and you'll. And if it falls completely out of your hands, you may come to pick it up fully, which would be a prohibition. So then, that's basically saying Rabbi Shimon's opinion was not worried about that, because anything that's a shvos does not omid bifnei kizvei kodesh. So then, the problem is, is that then we start quoting Rabbi Yehuda, who says that even if it's not mesulik from the ground, except from machut. Then you can roll itself. But then you can roll it back to yourself. Otherwise, not. And Reb Shimon says even on the ground. So then it comes out. Reisha and Seif is like Reb Shimon, and the middle is like Reb Yuda. How can you say such a thing? So Rav uh, Rav Yuda answers, Yeah, Reisha is safe for Reb Shimon, and Mitzias Rav Yuda. What's the problem? We have that it could be not a problem. It's not necessary. I mean, it's not. It's nothing to worry about. That is one answer, Rav Yehuda's answer. Came along a rabbi and he said, no, what we're talking about here is not your average stoop, it's a stoop that's biskufa nidreshes, which means that it's one that is constant, a very high traffic area and there's a greater risk of denigration of the Gizvei Kodesh that even the rabbis will be allowing over here. Okay, and there's a bizayun to Kisvei Kodesh. That's a different level than the case of the rooftop. Okay, and that's the answer according to Rabbah. So Abaye asked, is that it says that if it's Teich Dalet Amas, then you could roll itself back to you. If it's outside Dalet Amas, then you turn it over. And if it's a skufa that's Nidreshes, so then why would it make a difference how far it rolled, one end rolled away? So obviously... Abaye offers his own answer that the, the pshat is, is that we're talking about a stoop that is a Carmelis. And the Rosh Hashanah is right in front of the Carmelis. So if it's in, within Dalet Amis, so then when you would fall within Dalet Amis and you pick it up, you're not going to be Chai V'chatas because all you're doing is Carmelis. All you're doing is carrying in a Carmelis. Um, uh, carrying to the, you're not carrying Dalet Amis Rosh Hashanah, so it's not a problem. If it's more than Dalet Amis in, so then to take it to you would be Achiv Daraisa, because you're being Mavir Dalet Amis Rosh Hashanah. So then um, that would be um, that would be Achiv, that would be prohibited. So the Gemara says. That's why the rabbis did not allow it. So the Gemara says, so if so, why would we allow the Teich Dalet Amas? 
even within the Dalaramas, you should make a Xer because maybe you're going to bring it from Shosh Rabbim to Shosh Yachid. So the Gemara says, since we're going past the Carmelists, uh, maybe you'll say that that doesn't that's a problem. That's not going to be a concern because you're not carrying directly from Shosh Rabbim to Shosh Yachid. But doesn't Rava say that when you're Maver Achefetz from beginning of four? to the end of four, and you carried it high over your body, so therefore you didn't carry it within the area of the Rishos Arabim, you're still going to be Chayiv. So Gemara says, you're right, but we're talking about over here of a long, long stoop. Since it's long, so by, by that time, you'll remember and you, will, and you will refrain from carrying it all the way. That's the answer. So, or one, another answer is that we're talking about an Eskufa that's not that long, but... Kisvi uh, Kodesh are not typically carried. You're in Mayan, you study it, and then you put it back down. The question is maybe you'll study it in Rishus Rabim and you'll bring it directly into the Rishus Yachid. So the Gemara says, we're going like Benase, who says that if you walk, it's like it's like walking is like standing, and therefore every step is like a stop. And if every step is like a stop, when I bring it from Rishus Rabim to, to the Carmelis, I'm, it's like I'm stopping in the Karmas. If I bring from the Karmas to the Rosh then it's from the Karmas to the Rosh I never really carried directly from Rabim to Yachid. So the Gemara says, what if I throw it? Wouldn't that even, even Ben Azi agrees that if you throw it, you'll be chayv? So we see from here, Rav Achav says that that's not what we do with uh, Svarim. You don't throw Sifrei Kodesh, and that's the Kisvei Kodesh. Brings us to the next thing. We said the case of uh, reading on the rooftop. So the question is, why is that allowed to um, to turn it over on its writing? If it so it's, uh, normally, and we learned in a brisa that if you uh, somebody who writes svarim, filling in mezuzos, and he's finished, you're not allowed to be hofech, be the area, and turn it on its uh, on on the writing side down so to protect it but rather what you need to do is cover it with something um, because it's denigrating to turn it over face down so the Gemara says the difference is is that there there's other options you have a bag in handy over here the option is either leaving it exposed or turning it over when that's your two choices so we say better to um, better to the, the, leave it, leave it. Better to turn it over than leave it exposed. So the Gemara is bothered. Is that um, why? What, what is the pshat in the in the Tana that says in the Mishnah that once it's within ten tefachim from the ground, then you can't roll it back. You just turn it over. <coughs> it's still not at rest. So how, how does that work? So the Gemara explains. We're talking about a wall. That is not a, horizontal, uh, a not a vertical wall. It's a, a angled wall, and therefore it is actually resting on the wall. So Abai says, if we're talking about that kind of wall, <laughs> so then why does Rabbi Yudah say that even if it's not even but a thread away from the floor, you can roll it back up to yourself? Uh, it's at rest already. Even on the wall, it's at rest because it's um, the wall is is slanted and it's sitting on the wall. The Gemara explains, you're right, you have to fill in the blanks. It's missing some parts, and this is the way you read it. What, what we're talking about is a Kosma Shupa. That only then would it be Chayv once it's within 10, ten Tvachim from the ground. But if it's a Kosma that's regular vertical walls, 
So then it's just hanging. If it's above three tvachim, then you should roll it back to yourself. If it's below three tvachim, then you turn it over on the ksav. And that's where Rabbi Yudha says that if it even threads off the ground, what is the shita of Rabbi Yudha? Because you need hanach on something. It needs to be placed on something. So the question is, is that which Rabbi says that when it's within three, according to Rabbanan, you need um, when it's within three, the Rabbanan say you still require hanach. Is he saying a so the Gemara says, you know what? Really the whole thing's Rabbi Huda, and you have to fill in the planks a little differently. It's only talking about a Kosama Shubha, then it's within 10, it's already a problem. And you're not allowed to roll it back, you'd have to turn it over on the writing side down. But if it's uh, just a regular vertical wall, so now it's hanging, so even if it's all the way down to the ground, except a thread off the ground, you can roll it back to yourself. Why? Because you need Anacha on something. And that's the and that's the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Brings us to the next thing. The Mishnah is talking about a ledge in front of a window. You get, you're allowed to put stuff down on that ledge, and you're allowed to take things off the ledge on Shabbos. Now, what kind of ledge are we talking about? Where does the ledge open up to? If it's opening up to the Rishus Rabbim, why is that occasional? Okay? Bichoshesh that maybe it's going to fall, and you'll come to carry. Um, uh, from what after it falls, you're going to bring it on Shabbos. So the Gemara explains, and okay, so then what? It's going through to Rishus Hayachid. It's going to over a private domain. Then it's quite obvious. What is the concern? So of course you can put stuff down on a ledge. What's the Havamina? So the Gemara explains. Abai explains that we're talking about where it opens up to Rishus Harabim. I. What if it falls? Then you'll come to bring it. No, it's not a concern because. Um, the things that you can put there are things that if they would fall, they would break. So the chashash of it falling is, uh, and, and you bringing it is very uh, not common because if it falls, it's very, very unlikely that it'll be intact for you to be able to retrieve it. That's the idea of the Mishnah. So the Gemara brings a brisa that says the same thing. If you have a, a, a ledge in front of the window, that goes over to Rosh Rabim, you can put platters, goblets, uh, little uh, containers, um, uh, jugs, all the, and, and basically you can use it, um, the entire wall, up until the, ten, the, te, the lower 10th Tfachim of the ledge. If the ledge is lower than 10th Tfachim in the Rosh Hashanah, that would be a problem. But if there's a, a ledge underneath this ledge, so then you can use that ledge um, and the upper one, you can't use it unless it's opposite the window. So the question is, what type of ledge are we talking about? If it's less than ten, less than four tefachim, then it's a really a makam p'tor. If it's a makam p'tor, then you're really not allowed to leave things there. They're meant to be there temporarily. If it's, um, um, and then it shouldn't be allowed even opposite the window. And if it has four, so then why should I be limited where I use that? I should be able to use the entire ledge on the entire span of the wall, not just opposite the window. So by explains, we're talking about where the lower one has four, the upper one has less than four, and the window finishes it and makes the upper one four if you include the window, the space where the window, airspace of the window. So now... It's considered an extension of the window, and therefore that's the area that has the right dimensions, and that's why you're allowed to put things down on. But the things on the side and either side, that it wouldn't work because that doesn't have the proper dimensions. Okay. 
Next Mishnah we saw, we just ended at the end of the Mishnah, if somebody's standing in Rishos Yachid and carries in Rishos Rabbim, or vice versa, it's not a problem as long as he didn't take uh, something from the outside more than Daladamas, that would be a carrying in its own right, even if he's not bringing it to himself. And the point being that we're not Choshesh, that he's going to be, we're not Gozer, that he's going to, if, if you let him move it to, on the other Rishos, he may come to bring it to himself in this Rishos. We're not making that Gezeira. We also saw that a person is not allowed to stand in the public, in the private domain and urinate into the public, or in the public and urinate into the private. And also spitting, you can't spit from private to public, public to private. And Rabbi Uda says, even if your spit is like separated, the phlegm separated from the rest of the mucus in your mouth, you should not walk with it in your mouth, rather spit it right away because that's carrying. Okay, and that is where we left off yesterday, and we're going to take it from here.